my greatest limitation was actually thinking that when I studied engineering, I need to do engineering. Mm. Because we get taught in society, if you study law, you must become a lawyer. Because otherwise you've wasted that time of it's studying 100%. law. Right? But actually what you gain from studying is skills. A certain type of thinking. And that thinking is suitable in a certain field. We just need more entrepreneurs. We need more options for people. Hey, I'm Himka, the CEO of The Compost Kitchen. I've always felt wrong when throwing kitchen waste in the bin because I believe it should be going to repair the soil instead of going to the landfill where it creates emissions. iCompost makes that super easy to do without any mess, odor or flies. All you have to do is place your kitchen waste in a removable bucket, place a compost activator sachet on the top and then press start. In just a few hours, iCompost can turn your kitchen waste into a rich compost that you can use directly in your plants. So let's start the compost revolution in South Africa. Good morning, afternoon or evening. Welcome to the platform right here on the Not So Daily Show with Timber Kevin. We've got an exciting episode for you today. I've got a friend of mine, a wasty friend of mine, uh, Himka Singh. How are you doing, my brother? I'm alright. Thanks so much for having me. I'm a big fan of your show. Been watching it since you launched, so I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, oh, dude, actually, we talk about that like the engagement that you show is amazing, the support you show is amazing. <laughs> but uh, the reason we have you here today is because you are doing amazing things yourself. So, Himka is the founder of a compost solutions company called um, the Compost Kitchen, who also uh, have now launched a home composting product called iCompost. That's very, very interesting to me because I know about it, but to the layman, what, what is composting and what do you guys actually do? Yeah, in uh, the business called Compost Kitchen, we collect food waste from households and then we recycle it into compost and a particular type of compost called vermicompost. See. It's a very high quality of compost. And then we give that vermicompost back to customers at the end of the month. I see, and they use it at home. Yeah. Ah, cool. So, before we get into like the nitty gritties of the business, like I said, we met at VITS, we're doing an undergrad in civil engineering. And then after graduation, uh, you had a sort of a journey to bring you back here. Uh, can you just touch on that journey and how you go, you know, from engineering to having a compost startup, which is a first of its kind in South Africa? <laughs> yeah, it's quite, quite unusual. Uh, after studying civil engineering, I, w I was working in consulting and I was designing roads and stormwater systems I see. and I always had a passion for water and I was always keeping a keen eye on water infrastructure and what's going on in the, water, uh, the country in terms of water. So I was also doing a postgraduate degree in engineering at, uh, while working, focusing on integrated water resource management. I see, I see. And um, so by the time 2017 came, I had a really big range of knowledge about water, yeah. but it got so severe that I was like, we need to do something about this. So then I transitioned to try and find a solution. You were quoted as saying, you realized that you couldn't solve the water problem from here. So you had to go out and sort of like look for a solution. And that I think, is that what motivated you to study abroad? Yeah, that's right. When you're in the problem, you tend to not be able to see everything. When you step outside of it, then you can see exactly how everything is working. So I decided to leave the country to study a master's degree in water management in Germany. I see. And um, Germany is a very advanced level of water management, so I knew the education would be quite high. 
And I lived in Germany for five months, and then Vietnam for five months, and then okay. Jordan for five months. Okay. All part of this master's degree. Oh, I see. And um, from that, I was able to see all the different perspectives of water, and then I found the solution that I think we need to do in South Africa. And then you decided to come back. Yeah. So, speaking of the solution, uh, you started the compost kitchen, right? So basically now you are halfway in between an engineer trying to solve a certain problem and halfway as a businessman trying to um, get a startup off the ground, which are two very, very <laughs> difficult uh, tasks individually. So how, how was the experience of trying to balance those two things on your own? Yeah, it's, it's, it's an interesting journey because there's no one else that you can um, ask because nobody's done the same German, j journey that I knew of. Yeah. So what I had to do was I, I figured out that we need to repair our soil in South Africa because the soil is the most important component of the water cycle. Because when you, if you imagine a raindrop, when it touches the earth, the first point of contact is the soil. 100%. That means everything that happens downstream is determined by what happens at the soil. 100%. But I found that 60% of soil in South Africa is lacking the organic matter. And organic matter is what act, makes the soil act like a sponge. Yeah. So it holds onto the water and allows the water to infiltrate into the groundwater system. And so I figured out that we need to, if we want to fix the water security problem in the future in South Africa, we need to repair the soil and uh, by putting organic matter back into it. I see. But I had to figure out a model of how to do that, right? I see. And so I investigated different models of uh, um, organic waste, which tends to, is just food waste. We yeah. have food waste everywhere. And so it's actually quite a good resource if we have it everywhere. Exactly. Right? And I investigated all kinds of models, like NPO models, NGO models, community-based compost uh, projects. But the only one where I saw that the project scaled beyond local borders was a business model. I see. So I knew that a business model was the only one that could go and make big impact in South Africa. I see. And then naturally I just started researching what do other people do in compost businesses mm. and trying to see what would work for us. Yeah. Then I took some ideas and I adapted them, I made some of our own, own innovations and then we created the compost solution. Yeah, so we collect organic kitchen waste from households, so you know, like banana peels or any food that would have come out of your kitchen. Then we feed it to earthworms, which eat it, and they produce something called vermicompost, which is just really rich feces. And then we give the vermicompost back to customers at the end of the month to use in their gardens. So you basically created a business to solve a problem, which is, I guess, when you read like any business books, that's the way to do it. But you know, uh, our natural instinct is to create a business to, to make money. So does, is there um, a market to make money in composting? Because like I said, you guys are the first of your kind uh, in terms of collecting the compost and sending it back uh, and also like allowing people to compost at home. Mm. So in terms of the business itself, do you see it as a space that is only going to grow in South Africa? Or do you feel like because of you creating it out of passion, uh, it's something that not many people would be interested in. I found that it's ripe for, for business yeah. because I've, I learned about recycling in grade 2, like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. And that means that there's a whole generation, 20 years worth of people who have learned about it as well. We've got sustainability in our blood. We, we just, 
it's just a natural part of us. We know it's obvious, right? But there's a lack of solutions. So yeah. even though people care about it, they don't have enough solutions to do something about it. 100%. So all we, all we need is more people to create more solutions. 100%. We don't need more education to get people to care about it, make more awareness. We just need more entrepreneurs. We need more options for people to, to do something. 100%. So if you're an entrepreneur coming into the space, there's, if you just create a solution, there's going to be people who will, who will use it. Yeah, which I, I totally agree with. And like we mentioned, you coming from uh, an engineer, uh, co-engineering uh, background and now basically running a, a solutions business, um, how do you feel like those, those skills sort of like um, uh, complement each other? Yeah, it was the greatest benefit to have done engineering before doing this because the problem we're solving is so complex because it's connected to everything else. Mm. The banana peel that you throw away is connected to the supplier who brings it to the store, the person who purchases it, the waste management system, um, the chemistry of how it decomposes. 100%. So it's incredibly complex and with, in engineering we, we get to learn a systems thinking approach. Correct, yeah. So anyone else can start the same kind of business, but they need to know the system the to be able to really uh, do a good business. Exactly. So, uh, but my greatest limitation was actually thinking that when I studied engineering, I need to do engineering. Mm. Because we get taught in society, if you study law, you must become a lawyer, because otherwise you've wasted that time of it's studying 100%. law, right? But actually what you gain from studying is skills, a certain type of thinking. And that thinking is suitable in a certain field. So the engineering thinking is very suitable for my field. And, and so I've benefited a lot from that. 100%. And you're so right because, um, you know, like, like we know with most, most of our colleagues that studied with us, like if you look at the careers they're all in, you know, it's careers that are range a whole broad of um, industries, you mm. know, which, and I think it's something that in South Africa specifically, we need to, to push the culture of saying, you're, you're actually studying to become a resource that, that solves solutions. Mm -hmm. And internationally, you can see like, you get all this, most of the CEOs, when they look, when you track them back to their undergrad, it's engineers, it's lawyers, it's people that have learned skills that they're now applying at a, at a broader um, scale, mm -hmm. which is interesting. But uh, specifically with the, the compost kitchen, you explained to me the process of a banana. Like, you know, speaking of cycles, a banana comes from the soil and back to the soil. But as the most popular composting product, what is sort of the myth that you just debunked for me regarding uh, the banana cycle? Banana peel is very interesting because it's biodegradable, right? Yeah. So people think it's okay to throw it in the bin uh, because it'll just return to the soil one day. Yeah. It is true if you make it return to the soil, but when you throw it in the bin, it doesn't go to the soil, it goes to the landfill. And if you buy a bunch of bananas from a retailer, it's around 27 rand for a bunch. And a third of the weight of that bunch is peels. Yeah. It means you're paying 11 rand for peels. <laughs> and if you throw the peels in the bin, the bin, the waste eventually reaches the landfill where it gets covered with tons of junk which creates anaerobic conditions. There's no oxygen that can reach that banana peel. And in that condition, it degrades anaerobically, releasing methane, which is a very strong greenhouse gas. Yes. So if you were to not uh, put it into the landfill, you, if you were to compost it, it's an aerobic process, so it only releases CO2, so it's carbon neutral. Yes. 
So by throwing in the bin, you're actually paying 11 rand every time you throw it to increase climate change. You're, 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 you're paying to increase to climate increase change. Climate change. Wow. So what we need to be doing is, you know, we can't help it. We need the banana peel. Okay. Otherwise, you know, banana breaks too easily. Exactly. So we'll always have banana peels, peels but we need to have a system which deals with it properly. 100%. For, from a client side perspective, what, what would you say like your client demographic is and what are like their thoughts in, in going into composting? And what are the reasons that most of us or more of us should think about going into composting or living a more compost conscious life? We find that our clients have been looking for something like this. They know intuitively when you throw organic waste in the bin, it feels wrong. Mm. But they know it should be going to the soil. It's definitely not a waste. Everyone's clear on that. You can represent. But uh, there's very little options. You know, if you live in an apartment, what do you do? If you don't have time to do a compost heap in the garden, then what do you do? Um, so we find that when people come across this, they sign up immediately. Mm. So they're the type of people who just already want to do this uh, kind of lifestyle. And they want to show it to their kids as well. Yes. Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's a very important part of our future. There's no getting away from no getting what we're going to do about waste. It's a big question. So if you can teach your kids something about it, then at least um, they can um, improve their own future. You've contributed to, to a better future. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes, yeah, makes so much sense, you know, and uh, it's just some of these solutions are not com um, communicated enough, you know. Mm -hmm. But from the compost kitchen side, uh, the product offering, like you said, is one, the compost kitchen um, service where you guys collect uh, the, 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 the waste yourselves mm -hmm. and also the, the iCompost product mm -hmm. which allows people to compost at home which is when I heard it I was like yeah, this is crazy <laughs> because it's quite a first in South Africa the product looks so sexy and looks yeah. good in your in your kitchen which is like uh, pretty dope you know mm -hmm. so in terms of like your your future as a company uh, where where do you want to take this service or these two services so during the collection system, we realized that 90% of the waste is actually water. Mm. The, the mass, the most of the banana peel is water. Mm. So it means we're actually trucking around water through the I city. See. And if you think about the other streams of waste, a bottle, a plastic bottle, is 90% air. 100%. So the waste system doesn't make sense. 100%. It's an archaic system. It's a very old system. So it needs innovation, and I don't believe we should be trucking around water. We should be um, composting our food waste at home. But we need to make that a really convenient method, because if we make it messy and smelly and take a lot of time, then it's just not going to get taken up. The buying is going to be slow. So we think that the solution is using technology. So we think what become big in South Africa is composting at home. Mm. are using technology and so we're innovating on, on the way we do that. And that's so interesting because on top of chugging it around then it's, we basically spend money to get fuel to fuel these big machines yeah. that uh, contribute more pollution mm. to take these um, this waste that to contributes pollution to <laughs> so it's just like a, a pollution synergy yeah. that we've basically created. Yeah. Wow that's actually interesting and um, from a startup perspective, how difficult is it to, to sort of fund these um, this initiatives that you, you're coming with, you know? Because obviously from a scalability side, it's very difficult to, 
to market, get buy-in, and also like um, invest in R&D without funding? How is the funding environment? Well, in the country, firstly, and also in the around the composting space. Um, when we started, I realized that it would take longer to get funding than to get revenue. So yeah. I actually just went straight to revenue. I didn't wait for funding. I just um, it was it's actually quite interesting. Our site, if you check our website, I um, collected using a bike, yeah. an electric bike. I went house to house and collected. I made it into compost at home, and I gave it back. So. So the funding, I didn't really think about too much I see. until uh, nowadays because the iCompost machine, um, it's got such great potential and we want to make some upgrades to it and make different sizes and manufacture them locally. So we, we do need a funding. And I've been approaching impact investors because we're an impact business. We, we do good for society while doing business. 100%. So we thought that impact investors would be the best um, solution or uh, funding providers. Yeah. But we found that they actually scored us low on our impact, not on our business side. Are you serious? Because they also have certain KPIs. So for example, some said to us that iCompost uses electricity, so they don't want to um, fund that. Some people said they can't measure the impact of the food waste getting recycled in the iCompost. They can't fund that. But we know it's getting done. We know the food, if the person has it, the, the food waste is not going to landfill. We've done the calculations of electricity. And it's better off than what's going on now no. with people sending it to landfill. 100%. So, so it's awkward. It's awkward. <laughs> like, who should we approach? Who's like... Yes. Uh, so we're actually not going to approach impact investors anymore. We're going to yeah. just approach normal investors. Yeah, exactly. Because we are showing 350% growth every year. And that's what they care about, you know? Exactly. So let's just get them to help us. And then we're making impact already. So it doesn't matter. Exactly. Which is, you know, it's crazy because like um, a common complaint about these funding structures is that you almost have to be so successful and show the product undeniably for them to come on yeah. board, which is counterintuitive to what funding is for, because funding is supposed to help you get there. And when you look at iCompass, it's a business that, it's even ridiculous that it's profitable because composting should be such a norm yeah. that the fact that it can become a business should be ridiculous, yeah. you know, because it's supposed to be everybody just does it and it's a norm and everybody's trying to get involved and invest yeah. money. Yeah. So the whole, impact investing thing goes into question because what impact are you measuring and you look at uh you know speaking of electricity you look at like with like elon musk and tesla how much somebody had to fight for something that big corporates like you know the big motor industries are following a single person into an industry that if you operate in that space you should have seen years ago you know and that's how ridiculous and impact investor not seeing the potential of iCompost sounds, you know. And, and we find that society is very, very critical when you're doing good work. Mm. They want you to be perfect. But when you're doing a pollution business, if you're doing something that's not really impactful for society, nobody looks at you. Exactly. It's almost but, <laughs> uh, yeah, so when, you're, when we want to launch this kind of product uh, or get investment for it, it must be perfect for society. But that's impossible. Exactly. But we're doing good. Like, and you um, almost need to be so, so bad 
to be praised for doing a little bit of good instead yeah, of doing yeah, so much good right. and you'll be vilified for doing this much and it's not even bad every yeah. everything has a byproduct yeah. i mean um yeah like you said the the electricity space has been seen as a solution to the fossil fuel problem that we have so it it has to transition you know through that but yeah anyway that's another whole topic <laughs> but it ties into sort of like how many problems and different problems you have to deal with as a startup founder. I mean, you, you're concerned about funding, you're concerned about uh, research and development, you're concerned about the basic day-to-day -day runnings of the business, you're concerned about marketing operations. How do you as a, as a CEO sort of balance all those roles to keep a company, you know, a unique company like, like uh, the Compost Kitchen running? Mm -hmm. I try to spend as much time as possible making sure that when I work, I'm optimum. So I do meditation, yoga, personal training, eat very well, um, read, you know, I spend a lot of time not working. Uh -huh. So that when I work, I'm extremely effective. And so I don't actually need to do that many hours because I can do a lot of work in a few, short time. I see. And so I'm able to, you know, when I, I need to make a decision or um, get a task done, I know exactly what I need to do. Yeah. I know what steps I need to do, what, exactly how, what I'm going to type on the computer. <laughs> and um, so uh, I try to make sure I'm like that as much as possible. Which is counterintuitive. Counter mm. And I think I realized that when, so because I'd like to try balance a few things. So I'd wake up early to get some work done and then take a shower to go to work. And I'd realize the two hours just I've just, that I've just spent trying to get work done, I would get more solutions in the shower That's between right. <laughs> the work and going to work, yeah. which is like ridiculous, right? Yeah. yeah, but I think it's like sort of like a lot of myths that we've uh, put into our heads about working. I saw, I saw a video recently about you need to work 16 hours a day and people don't sort of uh, break that down into thinking hours, resting hours, actual work hours, which you sort of do because when I asked you, you said, I work this many hours, but that includes resting and preparing to work. Yeah. Yeah, which is quite interesting. Yeah, even though, you know, that preparing to work is also kind of work because you have to do it in order for your work to work. And you're busy. So you don't have to sit at the computer to do yeah. work. You have to just get a balance of different things in your life. The intensity of being a CEO is, is enormous. Right. And um, you can't manage it every day, the same amount of intensity, if you don't do something to keep it um, at a, a stable level. Yeah. A very cool solution to hear from someone that's actually doing it. Mm. Yeah. But um, I think before we close, for potential clients, right? People that watch this and say, oh, I want to get involved in that. You know, I really, I really want to leave a legacy of, you know, uh, sustainability, teach, like you said, my kids. Um, how, do they, how do they get into the system? Uh, the compost kitchen system, where do they have to live to, to access your facilities and uh, how do they sort of make purchases if they're interested in, interested in getting in on the product side and doing things themselves? How do they access you? So our favorite product is the iCompost, so I'll tell you where to get that. <laughs> As an iCompost.co.za. I see. You will see amazing pictures and videos of how that machine works. It's, yeah. it's amazing. You, everyone's going to love it. Yeah, I will put one up actually at the beginning of this video because I think that's the, 
mind-blowing uh, moment when you hear compost and then you see that you're like wow that's composting yeah, yeah. otherwise you don't have to get an eye composters you know composting has been around for hundreds of years mm. so there's whatever your needs are in terms of composting there's a solution for you mm. so we have a group called composting SA where anyone can come and join the group and on Facebook come and join the group to discuss uh, composting and uh, ask any questions and uh, you know that way they can just learn what options are available to yeah. them and find what's best for them but uh, they shouldn't be limited in saying that they can't compost it's per perfectly possible and um, everyone should do it yeah 100% 100% I, uh, I don't know if there's anything I've left out that you'd like to put out there about the business about you know just um, what it was on your mind about sustainability about how conscious about some of the little things we should do to become more sustainable or uh, have recovered everything I think we just uh, I would like to encourage entrepreneurs because uh, we're trying to make impact on this planet but I think entrepreneurs do that the main impact yeah so if people have good ideas that you know they want to help society go for it just create your business uh, don't worry about what people are saying. You know what you're doing. Just go and create it. 100%. Um, I think we can change the world with that. Hundred percent. And I know you are very busy, obviously, with the lots of hats that you 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 wear. But like for somebody that's like inspired by this chat, somebody that's studying um, anything, whether related or not, but would just like to pick your brain a little bit. Can can they reach you? Yeah, anytime. Uh, my LinkedIn is very busy with people messaging me. Just, <laughs> just brainstorm. Just connect with me, Himka Singh, yeah. and then uh, we can chat there. Yeah, nice. <laughs> Before we close, dude, please just tell me how you go from collecting compost with a bike to uh, creating this composting business <laughs> in a nutshell. Like, where does it start? How does it move forward? How does it grow? You have a vision of where you want to go. But you can't get there immediately. You need to go through steps. So you don't need to start where you want to end up. So I knew that. So I started with the easiest possible place. With, that's with a bike. <laughs> and then uh, transition from there. 100%. All right, Himka, thank you so much for joining me, man. I really appreciate it. And I look forward to seeing the journey that you and the compost kitchen and I compost are going to be taking as well as the impact that you're going to be making and hope to have you back again you know as the business grows as the industry grows and we can touch base again thanks so much for having me on the platform really appreciate it all right thanks man <laughs> <laughs>